Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas to you on this early morning time together. <clears throat> I'm George Watkins. Thank you for coming by. It is a blessing to be able to spend a few moments with you on this special day. <clears throat> it's early, pardon my voice. The special celebration of Jesus Christ and his birth. Now, the reason we're celebrating is because of the, the collision that happened when Jesus came of the ages, the end of one and the beginning of a new era of time called the New Covenant, the New Testament, and the kingdom of God on earth. So this Christmas season, I wish you the merriest of Christmas. And as we go further into this week, a happy new year. <laughs> wow. Where did this year go? Well, I'll ter tell you where it went. <clears throat> it went one day at a time. You and I doing our thing, being busy with our families, serving God, loving our children and grandchildren, paying our taxes, and doing what God called us to do. That is to be salt and light on this earth. So as we gather with our families, or if we're not with a family, we gather with the, with the spirits that God sends our way, including angels, to keep us in fellowship today. <laughs> well, I've got a, a thought on my heart today. And before we get into it, let me just remind you, if you haven't subscribed to YouTube or like us on Facebook and check in on Rumble do so. We have a web page right down below. We have some things that are of interest and blessing. If you'll tune in, we're always trying to upgrade slower than I should be because I am the janitor <laughs> and the CEO of most of the things that happens on this broadcast. So thank you, Jesus. Now, my thought for today is <clears throat> will the real Santa Claus please stand? Santa Claus versus Santa Jesus. Now, when I said that or wrote it in my notes below, I'm probably going to get some thoughts back on it that I shouldn't relate the word Santa to Jesus. But in all reality, the word Santa means saint. That's why they call him Santa Claus. He's come, he comes from some person in history that was called St. Nicholas. And he did good things to people or he gave gifts or he was kind, something like that. So I run down a list of things and <clears throat> let me just give them to you. Holy Spirit gave it to me last, last night late. Let me give it to you. It's this, this comparison that we have between Santa Claus and Santa Jesus. I had a, a, a young mother come to me just this last week or two about when they're going to tell their kids about Jesus being real and Santa not being real. When should I break the balloon, you know, pop their bubble? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> the first shock is that they find out that Santa Claus is really a mom and dad. That was a big shock. I don't know if I, when I found that out, but I go back far enough to where they tried to pull it off 
by not putting the tree up until you went to bed on Chris on Christmas Eve. Wow, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> it takes us about three weeks to get prepared, putting up all the decorations and all the you know the merriment we like to have. I've I've got a, a choo-choo train on top of my grand piano with all the little miniature villages and this, you know, the little people comes up every year. And if it's not there, my kids and grandkids think it's not Christmas. So we have our traditions. But listen, look at this. How do we tell the real Santa? How do we tell the will the will the real Santa please stand? Both Santas are jolly. Both love children. Both give good gifts. Both Santas can fly. Oh, I know that's a stretch. Jesus sure did, didn't he? And they claim this other clown that they, <laughs> they claim he can fly. Both have an expected return. Both have people looking for their appearing. Both have a huge group of servants. And both love you unconditionally. Whoops. <laughs> What's that? No, no, no. Santa Claus loves you if you're nice. But if you're not nice, heaven help you. You get the piece of coal in your sock instead of a gift. But I love what Romans 8 says about this real Santa Jesus. And he loves you unconditionally. He loves you even if you mess up. He loves you if you run away from him. He's chasing you and loving you all the time. You can never do anything to turn his love away from you. No piece of coal in your sock on Christmas night. Wow. Okay. Now, that's kind of the thought that the Lord dropped in my heart. Will the real Santa please stand? Well, what do we what do we say about this this Jesus Christ being the real guy if i remember right and i do remember right cuz the scriptures say it in romans 8 love never fails love never stops love is eternal love is one way agape love is always one way you don't he doesn't expect anything back he gives you his love i tell you this whole facade about a fat, jolly giver of gifts is a feeble attempt to try to replace the real guy, the real God, the real Savior, the one who died on the cross, who is standing now. We, you know, I, I said, will the real Jesus, will the real Santa please stand? Jesus is standing now before the throne as an intercessor defending your righteous position in the family of God against the accuser. That's the real Jesus. The real Jesus, the real Santa, quote-unquote Jesus, died on the cross for your redemption, back from the grip of the enemy, so that you could come into the presence of the Father as a, as a son, redeemed back to his heart. That's what's, what it's all about, folks. So when we celebrate this season, we're celebrating the real deal, Jesus Christ, 
the redeemer of the world, the one who brought us back to our family, back to where we left, when we left the father as a human race, when Adam's, you know, treasonous act or his, his falling when he fell, it took us away from that place that we were birthed into as created sons of God. Now, so as, as we spread or ta- tell our families about Christmas and our children, our grandchildren, let's remember who the real Santa Claus is. <clears throat> it was not a religious thing in our family to beat up on Santa Claus. We had fun with it. Every year, someone dressed in the Santa Claus suit around our uh, at my mother's house and we gathered with our children. Someone dressed in the Santa Claus suit and passed gifts to everyone. We all knew it was just a fun time. And some of the movies, some of the Christmas movies we see with the Santa Claus coming down the chimney, we know it's entertainment and our children know it's entertainment. And I, that's the that's the secret, or at least the key, in teaching and raising and training our young ones is to know the difference between the false and the true. Sure, there's things that we have imaginations with, and we play time. We have playtime with, but when it gets down to the real deal, let's tell them about Jesus Christ. My children are all adults now with their own families. Arliss and I remember (laughs) very often, especially when the grandkids are around, when our children went to bed, they always got spiritual. And they knew that dad was a sucker for spiritual things and mom also. So we'd tuck them in after we finally got them there and everybody got prepared and, you know, got their jammies on, brushed their teeth, said their prayers. Then they would ask us, some some spiritual question who is god you know or you know where do we go when we die they knew they could get another 5 minutes out of us well given that time let them let them be taught in the ways of the lord when they ask questions one of the things i've mentioned often on the training of of uh, the families and the children in the in the days of Israel, they had monuments or mounds of rocks as a point of contact, where a battle was won or a, you know some kind of miracle victory happened. And as they were on the way to the field to plow, you know, for corn or wheat, whatever they were doing, feeding the sheep. Father would point over there and say, son, see that pile of rocks? And then he would tell them the story again of the victories. That's what we do at Christmas time. We tell the story of the coming of the Savior. We read the second chapter of Luke. We talk about the shepherds and how they, the shepherds were rejected. They could not participate in the family of Israel because they were considered dirty. They had to handle the sheep. These, these sheep, if, if my investigation is correct, these sheep they were handling were being prepared to die in the, sh- the slaughterhouse 
as a sacrifice for the Jewish religious rites, as was set in the Old Testament. They were continuing to do that. The shepherds who were in the field at night watching their flocks, it wasn't, they weren't out there just in their own business making money. That they were working for the priesthood and they were taking care of the very sheep that was going to sacrifice. The angel came to those outcasts that were dirty, could not participate in the religious ceremony because they were rejected. But the angel came and announced the coming of our Savior to the rejected shepherds in the, in the, in the fields. Now, that tells me that the beginning of this whole drama and story unfolded, it started with the lowest of the low when Jesus came to redeem the, the least and the lost of humankind. I rejoice in that when I know how deep God intended to dive when he came into this earth. The Bible says that he, he took on flesh, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten son of the father. Wow. What a story it is. What a what a, what a time to set aside to remember whose season we're celebrating. What's the purpose of Christmas? It's not just more plastic toys that takes batteries. <laughs> oh, my wife and I get, get frustrated about that. Every toy needs a battery. Well, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the coming of God in mankind, in flesh, to prepare, to be prepared for 33 and a half years to go to the cross and be the sacrifice for mankind, to pay the, the debt, to bring us out of the hand of the enemy and bring us back into relationship with the Father. That's what Merry Christmas is all about. Okay, I love you all. Thank you for the time today. Some of you, I'm sure, will see this later after the hustle and bustle of the day. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. We love you all. Thank you for your support and your prayer and your comments in your sharing and in the financial strength you send us. Okay, all of our contacts are below. I look forward to hearing from you. And I will see you in the morning as we kick off this last week of 2023, looking for a new year. Hold on to your seat, buckle your seat belt, because 2024 is going to be a fun ride. It's going to be something that builds our faith and breaks our religious, you know, bent. <laughs> All right. Until tomorrow, Merry Christmas.